to the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Thursday, August 11th, I'm Jack Riggins, the actual host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. It is a balmy 94 degrees, but doesn't feel too bad out there. The gunculator tells me that it's 94 and feels like 94. So um, thanks for Doug Fitzgerald for always reminding me to do the weather. Appreciate that. And uh, thank Doug Fitzgerald for stepping in on Drive Time Lincoln while I was away. Believe it or not, Lincoln, I was up in Madison, Wisconsin, and I have to tell you, Madison is a beautiful town. I'm not saying anything about the University of Wisconsin. What I'm just telling you is Madison is a beautiful town. And there's nothing wrong with that, even though a lot of you that listen are Husker fans. <sighs> so I'm back. Uh, Seth, I'm not sure that Johnny Cadillac um, can be the full-time host, but we do appreciate Johnny stepping in yesterday and, and uh, playing clips. And that's pretty cool, Johnny, that you got a shout-out from Seth that he wants to replace me. I, no, I appreciate that, but he did say co-host. So he didn't oh. say replace you. Oh, <laughs> well, not only can I not speak clearly, I can't read clearly. That's okay. All right. Hey, we've got a special show uh, with a group that many of you may or may not be familiar with, uh, Secular Democrats of Nebraska. Uh, I'm going to try it. Rachele Walter. Rachele Walter. It's Rachel. It's Rachel <laughs> is in the studio, and, um, and we met at the county fair. I was helping out at the... Uh, Republican booth for the LCRP, and she was helping out at the DCRP. Is it that no LCD? And help me out. Lancaster County, County Democrat. Democrat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't be the Lancaster County Democrat Republican Party. They can't be that. So, um, so again, Hannah, who's been on the show, that's the chair, uh, was there, and we met mm-hmm. and ended up talking for about an hour. And I was like, "Hey, I know nothing about secular Democrats." You have some great thoughts. Mm-hmm. Let's come on the show. So welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thanks for having me. Can I answer one question to a texter first? Yes. Okay, before we get into that, Scott, because you're such a dedicated Drive Time Lincoln listener, what were my first thoughts when I heard Trump's house got raided? Um, great question. Listen, you hear me say it all the time. Law and order, law and order. Clearly, a judge and the FBI is smart enough to use the legal process as it is designed to go search somebody's house, including a former president. So legally, I think that they did that. Now, politically, who knows? It's it's playing out right all over the world right now. Politically, yeah, it looks good, depending on your political views. It looks bad, depending on your political views. Um, I would just say that that's what I do. I look at the legal process and I will wait to see as more information comes out, you know, what in fact they were doing. The only other thing I would say, and I think of a lot of Americans, no matter your side of the aisle, is that I just hope that agencies like the FBI and like the United States military aren't political. And I think all Americans should agree that that is a good thing. We don't ever want our FBI or our military to really be involved in the politics of it all, right? So in the end of the day, I think it's there's a lot being made of it, and we should just wait to see when the official stuff comes out and go on from there. And I think that um, all of these are what I call big boy, big girl people, and it, it'll work itself out. So it's probably just something, again, 
Don't get too high or low about it. So anyway, there you go, Scott. So secular Democrats, let's explain that to the audience who may not know or explain how you got involved in kind of your backstory. So secular just means when I'm talking about secular Democrats, I represent what is known as the nuns, N-O-N-E-S, not N-U-N-S. Right. And what those are, are those are the people who consider themselves non-religious. So the non-theists, you know, the atheists, um, the not-sures, the agnostics, the spiritual but not religious, the none of the above. Um, what we do is we represent them um, as the fact is, is most of the people who identify as atheist and agnostic do tend to be more liberal. Okay. There are definitely, when we're looking at nuns and when we're looking at atheists, there are definite conservatives in that group. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to say, you know, we're 100% liberal. We we are not. But we are mostly, um, when it comes to atheists anyway, and agnostics. Uh, And what we do is we just kind of provide a voice for them and, and make sure that those in places of authority, remember that there are, this is not a Christian nation, this is a nation of plural, pluralism. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have multiple religions and we have multiple non-religions. Mm-hmm. So when I talk about secular, we're talking about space without religion. So I always will recommend thinking of a library or a school, not a school park, a, a, a park. Um, schools are supposed to be secular public schools. And these are places where you go and there's not, you don't have to pray to get into them. Mm-hmm. You don't, they're just places without religion. It doesn't mean that they are non-religious or anti-religion. Right. They're just without religion. And that's what a secular person, pardon, that's what secular is. Yeah. And so, again, you put the Democrat title on mm-hmm. it. It means in your particular group, yes, you're, you're making sure a voice for those folks is up through, in this case, the local Democratic Establishment Party, and, and you're represented, yes, so to speak. Um, and that I think that makes perfect sense. It's just really interesting, and we'll get to it, which is what started you and I talking when you asked me about gubernatorial candidate Jim mm-hmm. Pillen and some of his comments, and you asked my thoughts, and, and we'll get to that because I think it's important. Um, but I also think what's also important that the listeners – It just may have went by them, and it's only because of my world travels that I understand exactly what you said about America and the sometimes false belief that, quote-unquote, we are tied governmentally, et cetera, et cetera, to Christianity, when in fact we are tied to freedom of religion, which if you can't understand the religion term, that also means freedom of nothingness or no religion or other belief, whatever it may be. We're a country for everybody. Right. And one of the things that I strongly suggest that all people think of is it's not just freedom of religion. It's also freedom from religion. Sure. And that when we're talking about people, we need to be talking about people of faith and people of no faith and being sure that we're inclusive because more and more people, when you're looking at the statistics are leaving organized religion. Mm-hmm. We are, and this is to me a hilarious number. We are at our lowest point of religiosity in this country and it's still at 70%. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about 30% of people in the country, but that's 30% of people who don't feel represented. Mm-hmm. 
And I just like to, you know, get out there and, and be a voice for them. Sure. And say, hey, we're here mm-hmm. and we have thoughts, we have ideas. Um, we want to make sure that um, in that group that we're represented as we move forward, making decisions in government and everywhere. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think that's perfectly normal and fine. I am like in a little, I'm a little bit like, huh? Like, oh, you have to be represented? You know, it's never occurred to me because... You don't think about it, but one of the things that has occurred to me from traveling, right, is meeting people, atheists, meeting people of almost every world religion and spending time with them and realizing what I always say is, oh, it's just the humanity. Mm -hmm. Like, if we could put more humanity back in every human being, we'd be so much better throughout the world. Now, that's not to say that I don't believe in religion. I'm Roman Catholic, as you know. I often say I'm a recovering Catholic, which means a priest is going to call me tonight and say, Jack, I'd, I'd prefer you not use that term. And I'd say it's a term of endearment that probably only Catholics get that were raised Catholic in Catholic churches like I was and schools. Um, but my point is, is that it's a big world. And a lot of people have a lot of different beliefs. And the fact is, America was founded, to your point, of everybody, right. all things. Mm-hmm. And we've done pretty good. But also to your point, when it comes to 70% and as we look at politics, some of that gets twisted up. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you had just mentioned, and it totally just escaped my brain while we were talking. Roman Catholic. Roman Catholic, yes. Um, well... That's how I got my name. Um, there you go. It is. So I was... Has to be an Italian name. It is an Italian name, but my family is German. Interesting. So I was born um, to an unwed teenage mother. Okay. And the nuns were, let's just say, less than welcoming to her. Yeah, not happy about not that. Not happy. Um, it was in the 70s, but I think they had the century wrong. And, <laughs> you know, she was slapped during birth and told to stop oh, crying. I would like to point out... I was nine pounds, 23 and a half inches long. It's the tallest, the only time in my life I've ever been in the 99th percentile of height. (laughs) And they told her to stop crying, all this kind of stuff. And when she went to name me, she wanted to name me Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. And they said, no, no, that is not how Rachel is spelled in the Bible. They went and they got a list of, of appropriate spellings of the name Rachel throughout Bibles in the world and told my mom to pick one. So she picked the way mine is spelt, and it's actually the Italian spelling, and it's Raquele. So I had to take Italian in college, because I, of course. I had to. And then I had to take French, and they're like, Rachel, Rachel. And I'm like, no, no, we will find another name. That is not acceptable. Because you have a 50-50 chance of getting yeah. it right. When you look at it, it's either Rachel or Rochelle. Mm-hmm. So 50% of my life, it's always Rochelle. And I'm like, no! well and it's funny right i mean does my whole family was raised catholic and so i you know dating back the stories right from latin mass to you couldn't write left-handed and getting slapped by the ruler and again folks i'm a proud catholic whether you believe that or not listen you can make fun of your religion and still uh believe in what you believe in and in my case right um i'm a catholic and my you know. grandma is very Catholic. My great-grandma used to pray over us and sprinkle us with holy water um, because we were secular. I was yeah. brought up secular. I was brought up in a way where I was allowed to explore any religion I wanted. 
And my brother is a deist, which is what many of the founding fathers are, Mm -hmm. where he believes in a, a higher power. But basically, he believes that the higher power created the world and then said, "Eh, I'm bored and moved on to other things. Yeah. And left us to our own devices. I, I just don't believe it's just something I never have. Four, four years old, kicked out of Sunday school, you know. Sorry, I don't know how to turn my. Oh, that's okay. Off. This is Drive um, Time Link and the People's Platform. <laughs> Phones going off, hosts screwing things up. This is how we roll. But it's it's really interesting because we were all raised in the same household. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandparents on my mother's side uh, were Catholic. We have Mormons. We have Lutherans because you know we're from North Dakota, so right. German. Uh, we have um, lots of folks in. I'm going to just turn that off. Oh, that's okay. Um, so I, I've been a, raised around a lot of religions. I went to a lot of churches, but my brain, it just never clicked. None of it ever, right. never fit. And, you know, being forced to go out in the hall, because no matter what folks say, there was still a lot of religion in schools in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. You know, our school programs still had a pageant, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 what do you call it? The nativity play. Sure. And, you know, I didn't want to take part in it, mm-hmm. so I was put in the hall. So now I make sure that people who are put in the hall don't have to sit in the hall anymore. Sure. They can just come into the room. When when did you... Uh, so, I don't know, audience, if you're kind of tracking. I mean, I, in the end of the day, what I'm trying to do is educate that there is tons of diversity in the world. And depending on where you're raised and things, you're not going to see these things at first, but as each of us gets older, you're going to experience different thoughts, beliefs, different ways of doing business. I mean, it goes everywhere. And again, in America, we set the standard of inclusiveness, yet we're in a time of very divisiveness. And I would say, and I will say this, not giving it much thought where I tend to see it in this arena with government, schools, religion, non-belief, whatever, that is where we get kind of twisted up and and have been um, when it's trying to be all-inclusive. And so what was it that you saw and you said, you know, I got to get involved or some of these things. I mean, you gave the example of schools um, that your population is kind of underrepresented or areas that we as Americans or Nebraskans need to kind of work on and work towards. What really fired me up was when I found out that 20, and this was in mm, mid 2010, so okay. like 2015. I'm looking and I see that 25% of people are none. Mm-hmm. N O N E. Yep. And we had less than 70 representatives throughout the country who were non religious. Okay. Who were outwardly non religious. So. If you look at that, where there are 550,000 elected positions in this country, we should have had 125,000. We had less than 70. And that fired me up because people still don't feel comfortable saying, I'm not religious. I'm a humanist. I'm a spiritualist. Mm -hmm. I'm a person who believes in a high, I'm a deist. Mm -hmm. You can't say that. You have to say, I believe in God. Um, God bless America. Mm -hmm. And... So we're just woefully underrepresented, which is not to say that people aren't not religious. They just aren't out 
they can't say. Right. I mean, I got to be honest with you. It would be interesting because there is some stigma attached to every type of thing, whether it's uh, drug abuse or alcohol, anything, you know, LGBTQIA to all this. It would be very interesting to know if you could. If everybody could have a freebie and say what they are, I agree with you that I think there would be a higher percentage of nuns or other Mm -hmm. than what we think in this country on a given day. Yeah, that would be my I would put my money on that. And when we look at studies, uh, the studies where you're put in a box where you have like eight options, Christian, Catholic um you're like what does that symbol mean i'll yeah. tell you that means we got 30 seconds okay christian catholic jewish buddhist you don't Muslim, have to hurry etc um and then they have atheist nothing in particular you're not you know i believe in something I, i'm not nothing right so you're going to choose the one and they're going to put you in the box yeah and well let's then- let's keep exploring that um with secular democrats and rachel when we come back you're getting the 411 from dtl with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back on here. Quick two, two and a half minutes uh, with Rachel Walter, head of Secular Democrats of Nebraska. Correct. And we got short on time, so let's finish that thought before when we come back. Second segment, we'll talk about how we met and discussion sure Jim Pillen and, and candidates and what they're saying about these type issues. Right. So I was saying that when you put someone in a box, when you only give them a couple of options, they're going to choose the one that maybe historically mm-hmm. they feel more comfortable with. But when you give them multiple options, so there is a wonderful statistician out of Illinois. He is a... Uh, Methodist or Baptist minister's mm-hmm. name is Ryan Birch. He's amazing. He does all these, all everything, but he can give you up to 51 options to choose when mm-hmm. you're choosing a religion. And when you look at his numbers, when people are self-identifying, those numbers increase. So it goes from 25% to like 33%. Mm. And now we're looking at 550,000 elected positions at 30,000. That's, or at, at 33%, that's, that's a huge shift. Yeah. That is interesting because, I mean, you're on to something there, which is population thinks this, we're represented government, and yet it's really skewed. Just on that data point, which, I mean, folks, it's hard to argue, right, the data point. And so if you're in the community that's underrepresented, that's going to fire you up. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's I'm glad you're trying to do something about right. it. Right. And I also think that it's, super important because there are religion in the united states affects so many things and it's in our laws it's in our schools it's in our grocery stores it's everywhere so well and when we come back let's talk about again how we really met and we were discussing gubernatorial candidates and we'll kind of talk about where it's at at least in how we view the nebraska political scene right now 1499.3 klin Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back. Second segment here on Thursday, August 11th. It is still 94 degrees and feels like 94, according to the weather.com forecast. Uh, Johnny's still producing the show, and I'm still Jack Riggins, the host. Uh, we've got a very... I think interesting show. Maybe the listeners don't think that, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, we've got Secular Democrats of Nebraska, Rachel Walter on. Again, thanks for being here. You bet. My pleasure. Um, 
we've kind of described what Secular Democrats is up to, kind of their mission, kind of your passion behind it and, and where you got started. Um, folks, you should at minimum take away he is from this show. Um, I did not know a couple of weeks ago when we met at the county fair, um, but I said, hey, this is something new. This is something I want to learn, and I would like to give you a chance to talk with the audience about it. And well, I appreciate that. it. Yeah. Um, let's go back in time okay. to when we met. Mm-hmm. And do you recall kind of the question you asked me out of the blue with regard to Jim Pillen? It, I believe it had to do with the fact that knowing that about one in five self-identified Republican voters, so those who identify themselves and are registered Republican, are secular, what is the Republican Party going to do to try to change their messaging? Because when Jim Pillen says things like, uh, let's put God back in schools, it's really kind of cutting out almost 20% Mm -hmm. of the Republican base. Yeah, so... Folks, here's the deal. I'm down at the LCRP tent at the county fair, and a couple booths down is the Democratic tent. And I do my thing there, and I'm walking out, and I stop because Hannah's there, has been on the show. And you're like, oh, here comes big, bad, conservative talk show host. I didn't know who you were. Yeah, exactly. Good. <laughs> Thank you. You didn't know who I was, which is great. And But you know I was probably conservative. Maybe not. But I didn't you, until... Maybe, but maybe Hannah introduced us, mm-hmm. and you hit me with that. And so I was like, oh, this is great, because we're communicating, which everybody knows I love to do, because this is how you make the world a better place. And you posed that question, which I thought was great. You did explain nuns. It took a while, because I was thinking Catholic nuns. And I had to understand kind of that and and secular and your stats on the Republican Party. And you did ask that question because Jim Pillen had just had a really strong stance, I believe, uh, at at campaign stops and Twitter about putting God back in schools. It's that simple. And I thought about it for a while. And what I said, and I still believe this to this day, is that there are things I think on campaign trails, and I have no doubt, and and I believe Jim Pillen, who is my candidate, right, um, believes in God and those values, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. And he is saying that, and I think that part of it also has been because of the race, right, where Charles W. Herbster, who was kind of in second place, was also very big on that. And we know in this state how there's kind of been some friction in the Republican Party that he was maybe amping up that message, right, trying to pull along maybe some of Charles Herbster's supporters. Okay, so that's at least my dumb theory, because I don't know. Um, And again, I have, as Jack Riggins, no problem with what Jim Pillen has said. However, I also know, and I explain this to you, that because you mentioned separation of church and state, and I said, yeah, that would be an interesting one, folks what i'm saying is if he were our governor which i believe he will be and goes all in on that legally that plays out different than how our country is set up meaning yes i would like to see more god or belief in our schools however it isn't the god that i believe in in our system if you were to go that way you need to account in the public schools for all beliefs mm-hmm. or non-beliefs do you get my point audience so we have a separation of church and state which means if we wanted to as an elected body 
put that into schools or the public sector. We have a responsibility under our country to represent all and none and all of the above. And so it plays out a lot differently, was my point, than campaign speeches, in my Jack's estimation. Right. And it's kind of a conundrum, if you were to... Well, when you have 4,000 gods, 4,000 to 4,500, 4,000 to 4,500 gods, how do you fit them all into school? Most schools can't fit 4,500 kids. Now you're bringing in all their Well, and what you're doing, and, and and I'm not... And I'm not... I'm not mocking anybody's no, religion. No, you're not at all. And that's why I want to have the conversation. And this is why this show is great is that it's, it's interesting because I think as a society, we have to think through things that we are saying in getting elected. And if we're elected officials and their impacts, because we have a responsibility to lead, I feel personally, I have a responsibility to try to show both sides of the issues, even though I get really riled up on some And you have to think then about how that actually plays out and impacts human beings. And that's where you brought up a really just great question to think through. Mm -hmm. And then you were specifically asking about, okay, inside the Republican Party, if there's 20%, you know, how does that garner support? What I would say is I'll kind of take the cop out. That's not Jack Riggins' job to solve. That's in the case of Jim Pillen's campaign. And I believe in Jim Pillen's campaign, obviously. You know, I'm going to vote for him. I'll tell you that. But it is a very real thing that you brought up that needs to be thought out as it goes into execution. And I think, more importantly, something that we all, on both sides and all sides, struggle with in this country. And Mm -hmm. that's why you're passionate about it. And that's why I'm like, oh, another thing that we should take a look at. Right. And I, when when I say one in... You know, about one in five Republicans when it comes to Democrats, it's about 42 percent of registered Democrats self-identify as none and independents, 43 percent. And a lot of people anecdotally, I, I have to stress that this is anecdotally speaking, have told me that they've left the party that they're in and registered as re, uh, independent because of the religion, the religion in the party. So whether they left the Republican Party or they re- left the Democratic Party, it was because they didn't feel that they were being included because of religion. So when we have the prayer breakfast, when we have Congress starting with a prayer, when you go to um, the the DNC for us, the CPAC for you, and mm-hmm. it starts with a prayer, it's already telling me that I don't belong. Right. And so I'm never going to tell folks, you can't pray. I 100% believe that you have your right to believe in anything you want. But we also have to really look at how that affects the other people that we want to include into. We want their vote. I want their vote. You want their vote. How do we include them? Yeah. And when it comes to things like that, and it's such an issue that is separating so many people and pushing them to the center sort of, mm-hmm. um, on this issue. They're leaving the party because they don't want to support a party that doesn't feel like it supports them, yeah. regardless of what party it is. Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit, uh, maybe that day, um, and certainly off air here. And I think that is an interesting question, which is, why has religion, in generally a society that says we accept all religions, gotten so much religion whatever it may be into the politics you know between the parties if you will 
And is that a healthy thing for us? Um, certainly in your community, it's very underrepresented. It is very. Right? Yes. I think, again, I'm not anti-theist. I right. have to really stress, I am atheist. I do not believe. Yeah. Um, I do not believe that I should be imposing my lack of belief on anyone else. I think that if religion gives you a sense of purpose, it gives you a sense of peace, I am 100% behind your ability to do that. But it is really bothersome when someone is trying to project their religion into mm-hmm. the laws, and that does affect me. Sure. You know, um, being I, I whether or not the people I love can marry, whether or not the people I love can get the health care services that they need. That is affecting me. It's affecting everyone I know. And there's a lot of things that we don't even think about when we think about religion and how it affects people. For example, uh, money. Mm-hmm. When we use money, one of the arguments people tell me all the time is, so don't use money because it says in God we trust. This is an argument grown-up people actually have with me. <laughs> and my point is that didn't come into effect until the Red Scare of the 1950s. We didn't used to have that. It said e pluribus unum. Mm-hmm. And so that was a backlash to people who were atheists. Mm-hmm. And now people are telling me I can't use money <laughs> because it says this on there. And if I'm using money, then I have to believe in God. Again, grown-up people have told me this. Sure, people sure. who have been through school. Yeah. Well, or even <laughs> not. And, and listen, what we're describing, though, is is a, a little bit of a twisted-up thing. Now, whether it will play out, what I say is I'm glad someone like you and your group is representing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again, folks, I've said this before, whether you believe me or not, I don't really care. This is a big, big world, and actually America is a big, big, diverse place. We're in a very divisive time, and we all need to figure on little ways and big ways how to become, again, less divisive, more inclusive, and I just don't know a a better way to do it than what you and I are just doing right now. Um, And so you've brought up an interesting thing, and, and I think something that most people don't think about. You know, I certainly wasn't aware until we started talking and I and I love learning because then I'm more prepared in the future to handle things. Um, And I do think you're onto something. I don't have any great answers right now. Um, I'm trying to think as we talk like of my military service and and the fact that, you know, I take an oath. But if somebody wants to take an oath uh, on something else in government service, they do, right? And and there is God undertones in that. And of course, as a Catholic, like it just seems natural to me, right? But I also think, you know, and you brought up, you know, God bless the USA. Of course I believe in that. I mean, but there's probably a lot of people that are like, why is there God in things like that and every you say political speech or something the military does? Um and the fact is though the reality in the military, my experience, is there's there's really not a lot of God in the actual military, hold on, so to speak. <laughs> I'm not saying it doesn't have its same overtones and things. I mean, we all know, like, the United States Air Force is very Christian and a certain sect of Christian. We know that in the military. I didn't know that. No, I do. And everybody kind of knows that. But my point is, is the representatives, one of the things I liked was that the people that were there, the chaplains, they represented everything. Well, m- maybe not the nuns. They don't. So they're Help me out because they're nothing. So well, so, you're right no, because I don't. There is not a what single chaplain in the military that is not of faith. Okay. So we don't have a humanist chaplain. Canada just got their first 
humanist chaplain for their military. Yeah. So, (laughs) and we have, there's actually here in Nebraska, somebody broke a story a couple of years ago that their commanding officer was having basically a forced prayer where they were all feeling that they had to. Yeah, he he can't do that. He shouldn't do that. Exactly. And, you know, oath of office. Right. If you are in a court of law and you don't want to say, um, in you know, so help me yeah, God. Yeah, you have to tell them ahead of time right. that you want to do that. But let's just pretend for a second that you're on trial mm-hmm. and you don't say, "So help me God." What is the jury going to think? So these are things that, when we're looking, they're unintentional, but they're very, very. The ramifications are huge. So if I want to go and testify or I want to take an oath of office, I have to let someone know ahead of time that I want to bring mm-hmm. my own book or I want to Because not there's say a this. social stigma attached social to the, stigma. Not, not doing that. No, you bring up fantastic points. And I want to go back because chaplains were great in my time. And, and you are right. I never had an experience with a nun. I'm going to say none. But the chaplains did a good job representing that I was around, mm-hmm. not even if it was their belief, a soldier, sailor, airman's belief, so that they could go through what they needed to go through individually. And I agree 100%. All of us do know, like, no commanding officer should ever make that. That's not the norm in the military. The chaplain is a great asset to the military. And again, that representation is there. And for the most part, in my service, I found it to be very good and welcoming to all face under the United States military. However, I never had that experience. And I'm going to take your word for that because it's probably like you've described, underrepresented everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And you bring up such fan- fantastic, I'm just going to call them little like puzzles and stuff. But at the same time, I'm not downplaying it. I, I hope that it is not deeply hurtful to people, but I can see how it can be. Did there, you know what I mean? Yeah, there are definite groups that are affected more than others. Mm-hmm. So there are non-theistic religions. So we, everyone knows about the church, the satanic temple, but there's secular Jews. These are people who have left the religion, but you can't leave the culture. Mm-hmm. There is the cultural Muslims. They have left the religion. You cannot leave the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a lot of these folks, it's also shaming and, mm-hmm. and you're losing your family. Uh, the number of black nonbelievers is much higher then we know mm-hmm. because in the black community, religion is so ingrained. And so Mandisa Thomas has, she's the president of black nonbelievers and she has been wonderful in helping me to better understand the experiences of people who do not look like me mm-hmm. and understanding and being more open to learning about mm-hmm. those experiences. And when a person like me says, I'm not, I'm done with religion. That's pretty much all it takes. But mm-hmm. when it is so ingrained in your culture, yeah. when every family function includes that, when your language, like so many Arabic people, their language has so much Allah mm-hmm. somewhere in yes. there, even in the Judaic uh, languages, it's there. Yeah. So you, it's, it's a fat, honestly, it's a fascinating topic. I think we got to have you back for more. Um, and listeners, you may or may not like this show, but again, 
I don't know any other way than to talk about it and to try to look at it and to understand both sides. And I think uh, Rachel and secular Democrats of Nebraska bring up some interesting points. The only way, folks, that I know is that we start to talk, we communicate, and we treat others like we want to be treated. And we don't have these breakdowns as much, and we start solving societal problems. 1,499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, we're uh, finishing up the show today. Uh, again, Thursday, we're almost to the weekend. I'm back. Johnny, thanks for uh, producing. Thanks for covering Wednesday. Really appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks to Doug Fitzgerald as well. He's always a pro. He had some great interviews this week. Um, and thanks uh, to Rachel for coming on. Thank you, Jack. Now, have you ever heard the saying, so happy it's Thursday? Am I supposed to have heard that? You have now. I have now. Uh Uh-oh, what's the inside joke? So happy it's Thursday. Take the the first. Got it. Got it. Very good. Very good. That earns you a trip back. Yay. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, this is, I mean, to me, and maybe, I don't know, it's a fascinating topic to me. Um, but more importantly, it's nice to talk with different ideas, different perspective, and 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 I appreciate you coming on seriously. And I appreciate you inviting me on. Yeah. It's not often that you get to talk to someone across the aisle nicely, kindly, respectfully, and this has been just wonderful. It's now ninety five degrees. Uh oh, how are we getting? But it feels like ninety six. Oh, That's great. what it says. Great. Um, but I would be happy to come yeah, back. Yeah, no, we'll have you back on. We'll get through the next couple of weeks and see what we got because I think that unpackaging and just talking and understanding the perspective that you have and the group you represent in Secular Democrats of Nebraska um is interesting. And like I said, I mean, folks, we're not we're not uh we're not uh science rockets here or rocket scientists here. We're just people trying to get along and make science or make science. Make the world a little better and figure each other out so we have good lives. I mean, that's my goal. I'm and really big into rocket surgery myself. <laughs> there you go. That's there. I'm going to use that one too, rocket surgery. All right. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow on a, I don't know, Frogman 